The Mariners shut out the Diamondbacks to win their third consecutive series with a little under 48 hours to go until the trade deadline. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, in it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Sunday, July 30th, 2023. This is Tidding Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode for nothing the final score from chase field mariners take two of three from the diamondbacks big start for luis castillo today seven strikeouts just two hits over six scoreless innings uh colby break it down for us what did you see out of castillo this afternoon um uh, two different guys uh really the first three innings he really let the pitch count kind of get away from him he was up to 60 pitches through three uh, and then, then over the next three he threw 42 pitches and Really, you know, even when he was struggling, uh, Arizona really never had a shot. Uh, they only got three hits today total. They only had three hard hit balls, only one of them against Castillo. Um, and, you know, it was kind of a throwback Castillo today. It was, it was the four-seamer and the slider uh, were, were his go-to pitches today. Uh, Ten whiffs on 27 swings on the four-seamer. That's a good number for a four-seam fastball. And then he also added uh, five whiffs on 14 swings on the slider. But here's kind of the the – underrated undervalued part of his performance today 10 called strikes on the slider so not only was he able to expand the zone with it he was able to throw it in the strike zone and get value out of that so um yeah it was the slider was never hit hard the the hardest exit velo off the slider today was 81.6 the average was 72.8 just through the slider pretty much at will uh 48% called strike plus whiff on it it was a throwback, and this is the second outing in a row that we've seen Castillo have his good slider. Um, now, you know, he got away with some pitches early in the game. There were some that were in the middle of the plate that, uh, you know, Arizona just wasn't very aggressive with. And and so I'm not going to sit here and say this was his, his best outing or anything like that, but he was really effective today, basically with the fastball-slider combo. Um, you know, through 16 uh, sinkers, two seamers, ne- didn't get a strike call on any of them. Uh, only three called strikes on that pitch. So yeah, didn't really have the two seamer today. Didn't wait to try and find it. He just go after guys with the fastball and the slider. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a really nice performance from Luis and, and it's two in a row now. And you certainly need him to continue to stack these performances. Uh, but it does seem like he's really found the slider over his last couple outings and he's being really aggressive with it. So that's good to see. Really nice road trip for Luis Castillo. And we've talked about all the home runs he's given up this year, but big number here no home runs allowed over his last two starts. So hopefully he keeps that going. And today he was able to get his ERA under three. Uh, Now it's at 288. So on the flip side here, the Mariners offense uh, did what they've done or did what they did yesterday as well, uh, where they scored three early and then mostly clocked out for the rest of the day. They were able to add an insurance run, thankfully, in the top of the ninth, but that was it from the Mariners' offense. But a big day for J.P. Crawford. Got on base four times today, 
a double, which led to that insurance run, and a solo home run, which gave the Mariners their third run of the game. So uh, overall thoughts on the offense just in this series and this game today, all that? Pretty inconsistent. Um, and, you know, it's it's unfortunate the offense is – probably the biggest reason why you don't sweep this series. Uh, yes, the Mariners had bullpen issues. I mean, really just one guy uh, yesterday, um, but so many opportunities. They created so much traffic and, and they just needed one or two more hits uh, yep. to, to walk away with a sweep and, and you know, they, how drastically things change. Uh, but, you know, they didn't get it done. I mean, the, the run total outputs are, are fine for the most part. Um but yeah, they, they need to be a little bit better. It was, it was a so, so, uh, you know, it was, it was an, uh, overall, uh, series for the offense, but Hey, you know, Tom Murphy continued to, uh, to hit, uh, yep. JP is certainly, I mean, at this stage it's, he's having a, a career year. There's really, we keep yep. on waiting for the other shoe to drop with him. It's, it's probably not, this is probably what he's going to do for most of the year. Julio continues to get on base. Yes, the bad strikeout last night, of course. But uh, overall, he looks like he's in a little bit better place. What's he um, on right now? Like a 25-game on-base on streak? Base streak or some, yep. Something like that, 24 yep. games maybe? Yeah. Um, strikeout rate is is getting dangerously close to just 25%, which would be you know really nice. So yep. you just figure out how to get that hit every once in a while with the game on the line. And, and Julio's you know back to what we think he is. And, and so, but yeah, yeah. It, it was, you know, it was an up and down performance, but you're starting to get, I mean, JP continues to be really good. Uh, Julio is, is certainly better than he was in April and May. Um, and you know, you're getting contributions from, from guys like, I mean, I know Cade Marlowe had an offer today, but he has put up some really impressive at bats, yeah, uh, including, including last night against, against Chafin with the triple in the yeah. ninth. Yeah. Um, that that's a really tough lefty and Marlowe, you know, didn't have Dylan Moore to, to bail him out. And, and he, he did that. Um, so yeah, it, it was, a, I would say it was kind of a mediocre weekend, uh, for the offense. They had a couple big innings that kind of propelled them to their wins. But yeah. aside from that, just a whole lot of zeros, a whole lot of non-competitive at bat. So again, they need help. They need to lengthen this lineup. Yeah. Yeah, they started out every single game really hot, and it seemed like, oh, they're they're going to score 10-plus today, and then just kind of fizzled out each time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but still some good things, uh, some things to hang your hat on here, and and again, they, they need help, right? So let's talk about that. We are now a little under 48 hours removed or away from the trade deadline. So the Mariners haven't really done anything yet, They've won two of three. They're in a pretty good spot standing-wise. We're going to talk all about that in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets. That's up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book so sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 in bonus bets that's fanduel.com slash l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n that's locked on fanduel 
official partner of Major League Baseball. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 4-0 victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks this afternoon. We're back home tomorrow for a very quick homestand, a three-game homestand. They're going to be facing the Boston Red Sox. You can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. That is the last Mariners game before the trade deadline. One game to go until we know pretty much what the roster is going to look like for the rest of the year. So far, it's been quiet, Colby. Very quiet. Maybe a little too quiet. Now the Mariners have won two or three against the Diamondbacks. They're pretty much in the same spot that they were when they entered the series standings-wise. However, in the division, Rangers just got swept by the San Diego Padres. And the Mariners ended up picking picking up two games on them. They're now just five and a half games back, first place in the American League West. That's the closest they've been to first place since May 28th. And the Rangers obviously been busy at the deadline. They added Max Scherzer. They just added Jordan Montgomery today, but they've also lost Nathan Ovaldi to a forearm strain. Jonah Himes banged up right now. Corey Seager's banged up right now. The Rangers are not in a great spot at the moment. Uh, there's an opportunity here, man, for the Mariners but they do have to get better. So what are just your overall thoughts right now? Again, as we sit 46 hours away from the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, you're within four and a half games of two playoff spots and you're within five and a half of a third. Um, let's see. What's the nice way to put this, uh, do something or face my wrath. How about that? Because, sitting here and just sitting on your hands and be like, Oh, well, we didn't like the price. That's not acceptable. That's mm. not acceptable. It's an excuse. It's not acceptable on any level whatsoever. You say, well, we didn't want to pay so-and-so for Mark Canna liar. I don't care. I, well, I don't care if you wanted to pay that or not. That's what it costs. And that's what we're asking for here. We're, we're asking for Mark Canna and Randall freaking Grichik. Okay. That's what we're asking mm. for. We're not asking for sure. Juan Soto. We're not asking for Glaber Torres. We're asking for two league average bats. Don't tell me you can't afford that because I just saw what Carlos Santana went for. That's nothing. Oh no, we have to give up Jonathan Classe for a year and a half of Mark Canna. Then do it. What are you doing? Do it. Yeah. Don't tell me you just can't replace. Do it. Don't tell me you can't replace Michael Morales in six months. Michael mm. Morales isn't even sniffing the big leagues for three years. You can replace Michael Morales. You can replace Alberto Rodriguez. You can replace mm. Axel Sanchez. Stop mm. using that as an excuse. It is not an excuse. Mm. I It feels, and maybe I'm wrong, but it sure does feel like this. Like the Mariners front office was begging for this team to give them a reason to sell the last week. They didn't. They did their job. Mm. You do yours. Go help them. It does yeah. not freaking matter what the Modesto nuts, how they're going to cover their innings for the rest of this year. It does not matter. Again, we're not asking you to go make another Luis Castillo trade because you're not in as good of a spot this year as you were last year. Totally get that. And by the way, the market fewer, fewer sellers this year than even last year. Totally get that. Totally understand it. I'm not asking you to go trade Logan Gilbert to get Juan Soto. I'm not asking you to give mm. up Harry Ford for a rental. I am asking you to go look at the dozens of league average bats that can help this lineup and go get two of them. And if mm. that costs you Michael Morales and Alberto Rodriguez and Axel Sanchez and 
you know, Tyler Locklear. I don't care. Those guys are replaceable. You are within mm-hmm. reaching distance. You're within shouting distance of three playoff spots and you're playing better mm-hmm. right now in this month than anybody in the American league. Go yeah. get it done. It is not acceptable yeah. for this front office to sit here and be like, Oh, well we did trade Teoscar Hernandez. Did you replace him? No, then I don't care. Don't tell me about the prospects you got for Teoscar Hernandez. Don't tell me about the middle reliever you got for Teoscar Hernandez. If you're not yeah. going to replace him, if you want to do these sideways deals, if you want to shop Ty France and Paul Seawald and Teoscar Hernandez, fine, fine. You know, there's mm. maybe a good opportunity. This is a really extreme seller's market. Fine. Explore that. Replace them before you tell me to get excited about what you got for them, because I'm not going to be. You have three playoff uh, spots that are available to you right now. Mm-hmm. Three. And you could be in any in position to win any of them. You could be in like hold that position heading into September without doing more than picking up a game a week over the next four weeks. Yeah. Do it. This is asinine. This, this idea, the reports that we're seeing that like, Oh, well now they're probably just going to stand pat unacceptable. Oh, well now they're probably just going to trade Seawald unacceptable. It is not acceptable. Do something or shut the hell up about how much you care about winning and how much, Oh, we're in our window now. And Oh, we are building around this great young core. Do it or shut up. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a different phrase I use on the Patreon show that I can't use here. Patreon.com forward slash control zone. Yeah, exactly. But if you guys listen to the Patreon, you know what I'm what I'm trying to say without saying it. Mm-hmm. So F I is don't want friends hear, who do stuff together. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to sit here. I don't want to be sitting here on Tuesday and Jerry DePoto go, oh well, you know, the prices just got out of hand and there really weren't that many bad. Tough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Do it. I don't care. You're not going to convince me that you couldn't possibly get Mark freaking Canna because the Mets were like, oh, well, we have to have Felman Celestin. Get out of here. You're not going to sell me on that. You're delusional. If you think how insulting to Mariner fans' intelligence is it for Jerry DePoto to sit here on Tuesday and be like, oh, well, you know, we just couldn't really find anybody that one. BS! <laughs> They're out there. Go do it. What are you oh. waiting for? Only you could get this pissed off over a hypothetical, a complete hypothetical that you built in your head. Just ad. wait until they don't do something when we get on here on oh, Tuesday. Don't don't get me don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Get, and get the dolphin listen. sound effects ready because I don't know if I'll be able to do a show uncensored if they sit on their hands and don't do anything yeah. over the next forty eight hours. Shame well, on I know, you, Jerry I know you would, Poto. I know you would love to create more work for me. Uh yeah. I you know, I'm going to hold judgment until the actual deadline passes and we'll see. But yeah, if they don't do anything, oh, I'm I'm going to be right there with you, pal. Because I legitimately think you can win this division, right? Dana yeah. Brown, GM of the Houston Astros today said, yeah, we're probably not going to add a starting pitcher. You know, we might add another bullpen arm, but that's about it. Okay. <laughs> you have a lot more needs than that. Right, you're telling me the Rangers are going to run, run away with this division after adding current day Max Scherzer and, and Jordan Montgomery after losing their best starting pitcher, one of the best starting pitchers in baseball this year. They added two number fours. Oh, and they still don't have a better rotation than you. It is... Yeah. Like you. So I, I don't buy it. I think you can legitimately win this division right now. Yeah. You're five and a half back, but look at the end of the schedule. You have like 10 games against the Astros and the Rangers. You can absolutely mm-hmm. win this division without getting much help outside of you yep just keep on playing 
playing your ball right now because again, since June first, this Mariners team has pretty much been right in line with what the Astros have done, with what the Rangers have done. I think they all have the same winning percentage since June first, or right there, right around in that same ballpark. You can win this division. Both of these teams ahead of you are are super super weak in some key areas, and it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to. Fill, especially Houston. It doesn't seem like they're they're capable or willing to fill out the rest of their needs. So if Houston's more or less going to stand pat, if the Rangers are if the Rangers' big deals are this, I'm not scared by that. Frankly, I'm not. No, I'm not. Obviously, you're super weak too. And this team right now, as it currently stands, they're not winning the division. But this team with a Marcana, with a Randall Gritchick, just a couple of guys that can hit for a. 100 WRC plus for the next two months. If you can just add that to your lineup, you're going to be infinitely better. Infinitely. Patch some hole. Yeah, patch some holes. That's all we're asking you to do. And yeah. at the end of the day, yes, you still need Julio Rodriguez to step up. You still yes. need Teoscar Hernandez to step up. You still need Cal yes. Raleigh. You still need Ty France. But you, you still have need to the pitching them. to be as good as, as right. it is. Yeah. But you have to help them because if they can't turn it around like that, you have to raise the floor until they can figure that out. And, yeah, right and now, the answer isn't, hey, we're seeing some nice things out of Colton Wong, so we're just going to stick with Colton Wong at second. Colton Wong no. still has like a 40 WRC plus this year. Yeah. You can't see. Even, even like, over his hot stretch lately, yeah. he's running like a 60 WRC plus at best. I think Not last exactly. time I checked it. Yeah, I think last time I checked it was like 52 over his last three weeks, two weeks or Don't something like that. Don't tell me that Jose Caballero is the answer there. Don't tell so, me that Dylan Moore is the answer there. Dylan Moore's yeah. hurt again, by the way. Don't tell me yep. that, oh, we look at Jared Kelnick as an acquisition. You can't. He was no, there for the entire time, yeah, and you're still no. in the same spot. That is not an acceptable answer. And for everybody out yeah, there who no. says, oh, the Mariners, they, they'd they have to get so lucky to get back into this thing. They need so many teams to collapse in front of them. The Seattle Mariners have picked up four and a half games on the Texas Rangers this month alone. They have two months left to pick up the other five and a half. They picked up a mm-hmm. game and a half on Houston, who's been really good. Houston's played good ball recently. They still picked up a game and a half on them. They picked up three and a half on the Angels just in the month of July alone. It's not acceptable on any level. Don't tell me on Twitter, well, you know, they're only three games over 500. Don't tell me in the comments section like, oh, well, you probably have to trade Paul Seawald and Teoscar Hernandez because it's a seller's market. I do not care. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of pretending that this team can't make the playoffs or they need some miraculous 10 game winning streak to make the playoffs. No, they do not. They have three playoff spots that they can get into within a week, a week. They can get back into this thing and they're already getting back in. They're 16 and nine this month. They were 17 and 10 by the way in May. So if not for the bad June, they are one of the better teams in the American League. They have one of the better rosters in the American League. They're playing like one of the best teams in the American League. They've yeah. won or split four straight series against playoff teams. So basically, you kick out that series against Detroit that you lost that you shouldn't have. You've and run the, the table. You've won. won every series this month. This team has done everything, absolutely yeah. everything, to show this front office we are worth investing in, even though you, yes, you, you are the reason why we don't have the depth that we need to roll off that 10 game winning streak. There, look how close they are to reeling off a 10 game winning streak. If Andres Munoz does his job twice in the last 10 games, the Mariners have won eight in a row. 
if you don't bunt with your best hitter at the plate, if Julio gets one extra hit in the right spot, you have won yeah. 10 games in a row against three really good teams. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, the- your fault that you didn't, you didn't, you didn't think that we needed to protect ourselves from 35 year old AJ Pollock, that we didn't need more depth just in case Dylan Moore didn't get back in time. That is yeah. your fault. You put up right. the barricades that are stopping this Mariners team from running off that long win streak. And now you're going to sit there and look them in the face and tell them, Oh, you guys just didn't do enough for us to believe in you. Screw you, Jerry, <laughs> screw you do something. All right, do something. And I'll get on here tomorrow or Tuesday. I'll be like, okay, good job, Jerry. Nicely done. But this back and forth that I know you're already starting to spin. I know the front office is already starting to weave this just in case we can't get anything done. Well, the team really didn't do much to help us believe in them. Yes, they did. You wanted to sell. You looked at this market and said, oh boy, I mean, we were never going to get another shot like this. We should sell, sell, sell. I hope this team loses this weekend. Uh, Be nice if they got swept. They didn't. They didn't. Sorry, you lost. You lost, and the reason this team is in a better position is because of you. So now you go fix it or shut the hell up. Don't spin me on this idea that, like, oh, we're going to get Kelnick back. It's going to be great. We're going to, you know, we're going to call up Emerson Hancock. That's our starting pitching road. You know, we're going to go six man. Don't sell me on that because I'm not an idiot, and nobody listening to this should be an idiot either. Don't believe it when they tell you we just couldn't afford to do a couple of things. Yes, they can if they don't it is because they chose not to and if they chose not to that's a discussion we can have but don't you dare get on 710 on thursday and tell me like oh we wanted to do stuff but the market just went bs don't tell me that tell me the truth or shut the hell up those are your options over the or you know actually the best option is to do something over the next 48 hours but if you don't those are your options. Tell me the truth or shut the hell up. That's it. One or the other. Either the tr- and the truth, by the way, is that we didn't want to add to this team because we looked at the market and said, wow, this is a better opportunity to sell and we don't want to miss it. Fine. Tell me that. I'll call you an idiot, but fine. At least I'll respect you. Don't lie to me and tell me that you couldn't get something done because that is 100% grade A BS. Do not believe it. Do not help the Mariners spin it. Make them do something. Hold them accountable because this team, this 26-man roster with all of its flaws has earned that right. Do it or get the hell out of the way. One or the other. I just, I'm, I'm so tired. Like, oh, well, Boys, teams are going to be really mad. Oh, the fans are going to be really mad at Jerry if he doesn't do anything, completely ignoring how bad the market is. Yeah, rightfully so. It's your fault. Fix your fault. Fix what you did. Fix what you broke. And if you can't do that, then the very least you owe it to us to go out there and mea culpa. I screwed up. This is on me. I unfortunately didn't do a good enough job of building this team. So this is what we're doing. This is why we decided to sell. This is why we did this. And by the way, selling is better than doing nothing. I will be more furious if they do nothing than if they trade Teoscar Hernandez for a prospect. You need Mm -hmm. to pick a lane. Don't sit in the middle. You're not a team that can sit in the middle. You're not. I don't think any team can, but you have screwed up the last two, the last two player acquisition periods. You've done some good things, but you haven't gone far enough. Two times in a row. And now you're setting yourself up to do it the third time in a row. You're running out of chances, Jerry. You're running out of chances. You're putting a lot of pressure on you this winter if you don't get this done 
this summer. And again, all we're asking for, all we're asking for, Mark Canna, Randall Grichik. That's it. And that's going to cost you Michael Morales and, and Jonathan Claus saying you don't want to do that. Screw you. Don't sell me on that. Don't try to sell me on that. Back to you, Ty. I, I, I think the Mariners need to do something. <laughs> don't you folks? Uh, <laughs> you're listening to the Locked Out Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen after um hey, an elite, talk about an, elite else? an elite rant <laughs> from from colby padnode is that an 80 grade? off of a complete off of a complete hypothetical again like complete I hypothetical just, <laughs> i'm just i'm so tired you know what it, man because i'm already people, are gonna, people are gonna love it people are gonna love I, it so i'm already seeing mariner fans like getting on twitter and being like oh well you know i get they probably have to trade seawald like they're already resigning themselves to the idea that like, oh, well, they're not going to do anything. and I'm going to be okay with that. Why? Why are you accepting that? Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the answer is no, though. We, we cannot talk about anything else because I, I want to talk about this. Trades are fun. Trade deadline is fun, yep. even though it's, it's pain. Supposed uh, to be. It's a, it could be. <laughs> right. Right. It could be. Could be potentially a certain someone. Would uh you know do something, make something happen here, yeah. All right, so uh we've heard from Bob Nightingale, which okay, it's it's Bob. You believe anything Bob so Nightingale says about the Southern uh, Mariners? Get out of here. No, Get no out of here. but we're just gonna we're just gonna mention this on the show real quick just to address it. Uh, apparently, he's heard that that the Mariners have made Paul Seawald, Teoscar Hernandez, and Ty France available in trade talks and then he added that the mariners as of now have said that they're not interested in trading prospects which i i assume that quote is is a little bit what got you fired up heading into the show even though it's again it's it's a bob nightingale quote so whatever that's that's worth nothing really uh, no I, i've been stewing on this for like the last like 24 hours after i watched last night oh, just okay. Like, oh, yeah, sure, let's get to the bottom of the order. And, oh, man, look, Cade Marlowe couldn't get that extra hit. Or, and it's like, yeah, because he's a rookie. Why are you relying on that guy? Why isn't Mark Canna coming into the game right now? Like, right. I, I just, the number yeah. of times, runner on second, nobody out. And it's like, okay, we just need two good at-bats in a row. You got one of them. Can you get two more in a row? Nope. Yeah. Couldn't. And they lost the game so, because of it. So right now, we don't even really know what bats like Mark Canna are going for. Uh, because we haven't really seen a bat Santana's like that get moved yet. Right now. Yeah, well, yeah, Santana, I guess. Um, but that's so a, even a, he's a 100 WRC plus guy. He's that's, a first base DH. Like, yeah. there's there's a lot of variables there. So, um, yeah, I mean, the best bat outside of Santana that's gotten dealt is Ahmed Rosario, who's a strict platoon hitter with bad defense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I we just don't really know you know, on that front. So a part of me is a little bit concerned by the fact that, you know, cause the Mariners are, are one of many teams looking for bats, looking to add bats at the deadline. And that's not to excuse them here. I'm not, that's not how I'm setting this up. Mm-hmm. I'm just look, no one's gone yet. We're less than 48 hours away. The market is going to get very, very crowded and teams are going to get desperate. I mean, look at what 
the Rangers just spent to get a number four starting pitcher for two months. It's pitching. Yeah, and that's pitching, obviously. But what what is the hitter market actually gonna gonna look look like, yeah. right? Because there, there's a certain cliff for me, obviously, right? Sure. Like I'm not I'm not trading Harry Ford for you know Mark Canna, but that shouldn't be the cost. And if and if any team is trying to get any sort of value out of their pieces, like Mark Canna, like Randall Grichik, they're gonna come down on that ask yep. eventually at some point, especially for rent, you know, for for guys on expiring contracts like Randall Grichik. Um, but yeah, I just, we don't really know what that market is looking like. We have a really good idea of what the pitching market is looking like, but we just haven't seen any bats move yet. Any notable, like really notable bats. We saw Nicky Lopez today. Great. Who cares? Which yep. by the way, he went for Taylor Hearn, who I'm pretty sure the Braves acquired for cash and then yep. the Braves flipped a him week a week later. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What are the Royals? What? Okay. Anyway. The Royals really wanted Taylor Hearn. Why didn't you just pay the cash for a Taylor? Whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Nobody's ever accused is, the Royals of being a fantastic organization. Yeah. And this, this isn't a Royals podcast. So who who cares? Whatever. They can suffer for eternity for all I care. But uh, yeah, I just like, when is the, the, when is that shoe going to drop? That's really like what I'm curious about. And to me, I think the Mariners should set the market personally. Mm-hmm. They did it last year with the with the Castillo trade. Obviously, obviously that's on a much higher end, right? Sure. But like, same idea though. Just go get Marcana right now. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the Mets aren't being just ridiculous about it, or the Rockies aren't just being absolutely ridiculous with their ass for Randall Grichik, right? Just make that trade now. If you have to pay a dollar fifteen for a dollar, then whatever. Yeah, Who cares it. You pay the tax like that. That's just the cost of doing business. And that tax is only going to get higher every single year too, because there's going to be fewer sellers. We know this. That's kind of the, well, actually it is a consequence of, of the third wild card. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, the trade deadline, there's going to be some fewer things that, that happen because more teams are going to be in it. Fine. I don't, I don't care. Get creative. I I don't, if you're going to like, do you have to trade Justin Topa to get that bat? Okay, we can have a conversation. Do you have to trade Paul Seawald to get that bat? Again, we can have a conversation. But if you're telling me you're going to trade Paul Seawald for a double-A prospect that you like, who might be ready middle of next year, bite me. Yeah, Don't no. come to me with that. Come to me with, we had to trade Paul Seawald to go get this 120 WRC plus guy who's going to be here through next year too. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's you know, really good against right. He's not too good against lefty. Like, okay, fine. Yeah. Like, we can talk about that. We can have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, the only Seawald trade that I'm interested in is something that brings back a major league piece and preferably a, a legit major league piece, not just, you know, quad A guy who's got right. some interesting tools. Like, no. Like, I want a legit major league piece back for Paul Seawald if I'm trading him because, as we've seen with this bullpen, this bullpen could really use Paul Seawald the rest of the way. So. Mm-hmm. And if you do trade Seawald, you better have a secondary trade lined up for another reliever. Mm-hmm. You got to replace you know? him. Yeah. Um, so yeah. very similar idea with the, you know, Kendall Graveman and turning around getting yep. Diego Castillo type of thing. Right. Yep. You have to have something like that lined up if you're, if you're dealing Seawald. Agreed. Um, so quick side note though, because mm-hmm. I just thought of this and I just get your 
reaction yeah. to it, and then we can get out of here because I don't want another forty minute show. I could do another twenty minute rant, but oh, know. I uh, well, I know you can. That's just pro- you're probably underselling Tuesday, yourself. You're probably just selling yourself short on that front. What do you think? Is that better than the Castillo one? Let us know in the comments down below. Mm, the Castillo one. The Castillo one was legendary, though. Uh, yeah, that one. It is. Yeah, yeah. Say that put us on the map. Or at least yeah, my ranting sure. skills on the map. Sure. Hey, by All the right. way, happy two year, technically two year anniversary to us. This was the two years ago. We, we signed we the contract. Signed, we signed our yeah. contract to, to join lockdown, but our, our official two year anniversary is August 9th. The, the yes. two year anniversary of when we posted our first show locked on. So we're going to celebrate then, but did want to acknowledge that. Congratulations to us. Sure. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. Whatever. We didn't get fired. That's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which considering this yeah. guy over here, it's a little surprising, yeah. but yeah, you know. Maybe, maybe after Tuesday, depending on what Jerry DePoto does. So that's very accurate. So <laughs> um it was a good run. So let me just ask you this. Let me just throw this out. You, you tell me what you think. Uh Paul Seawald for Lourdes Guriel. So it's so funny that you brought that up because I thought about that too the other night. <laughs> yeah. Like you but, you lose a year of club control, sure. And Gurriel's yeah, but, been struggling this month, but yeah, yeah, like he's under a hundred WRC plus for the for the year now. I think is he or last last time I checked, he was at like a ninety eight WRC plus. Yeah, I, I know think. he's been slumping pretty hard the last. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a good enough piece for me to move off of Seawald. Okay, plus he like Gurriel's not a good defender. Like, nope. Yeah, I just mm, yeah, that, that's not good because again, the, Seawald is very important to the team. Yeah, right now, it's basically would you trade Paul Seawald for another? Teoscar Hernandez, which and with these and with these prices on the on the pitching, especially the relievers right now, like that's not going to be a cheap venture. Yeah, like can you get better? That's one question. And if you do get better, what is that going to cost you? Yep. So, yeah. So you have to be very careful here with the Seawald stuff. I just yeah, Guriel's been pretty bad for the last uh, two months, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think something like that. Uh, I could be okay with, but I, I still think the best thing here is Seawald to a team that has something that you don't, that a team that has the bat that you want mm-hmm. desires, right? That right. was a very and, confusing you know, way to reward that, but no, yeah. I, I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So basically I, I did come up with a few of these uh, like two months ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think they work now again. Would it be enough to get the deal done? I don't know, but maybe somebody like Harold Ramirez from the Rays. Maybe somebody like right. Luke Rayleigh from the Rays, maybe Brandon Lowe, yeah. like the Rays could use some bullpen help. Maybe there's something there, but that's what I'm talking Like you're like, if you trade Paul Seawald for Vidal Bruhan, so help me God. Yeah. So no. help me God. I will go scorched earth on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Go get a major leaguer or you keep Paul Seawald and you just pay him the money this winter. And then maybe you yep. trade him this winter. Fine. You can't trade him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that they ruined your master plan by winning over the last two weeks, but they did. So suck it up pay up. I don't know what to pay up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the only, like there is a, a finite amount of prospects I'd be willing to trade Paul Seawald for. And I'm talking about like Curtis if the Mead. Orioles, if the Orioles were like, hey, here's Jackson Holiday. Okay. Yeah. Sure. sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. But that's obviously not happening. But uh, right. yeah, like Curtis Mead, maybe. Yeah. Um, yep. It's not Hessen Kierstad maybe Kowser or Westberg or one of those guys, but maybe. I, that feels like something that I could just do in the winter potentially. So, and also yeah. like, do the Orioles really like, 
they have Cano, they have Bautista. Do they really they need starting need... pitching more than they need? Bullpen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody needs bullpen help, but right. starter starting pitching, and, and we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. So, I think they were one of the teams that were in on Jordan Hicks. I can't remember. Yep. So there were, there were a few teams that were in on Jordan Hicks. Yeah. By um, the way, the the what the Cardinals got for Jordan Hicks, uh, Seawalt should get you double. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Seawalt's better than Hicks. Fact. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm he's not under, to, He's under more club control. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm not here to debate this with you guys. Paul Seawalt is better than Jordan Hicks. So trading him for anything less than Ooh, Jordan Hicks strikes out more guys. Wow. He also was walking like almost six guys per nine. Oh, cool. Like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Love that guy. So yeah. yeah. Uh if you trade Paul Seawald for anything less than double what uh Hicks just went for. Let's just say Tuesday has the potential to be a very uncomfortable show. Every show is uncomfortable. Good point. Touche. Yeah. All right. That's gonna do it for a show. Unless there's anything else you would like to add. No. Oh, you, you, you not that i can get done in a reasonable time period so <laughs> yeah you, you got to save up all that energy for the next two days anyway uh so we are doing a, a mailbag tomorrow mm-hmm. well we'll see but for now the plan is a mailbag sure something happens in the morning or tonight well if it happens tonight we're probably getting back on here and recording but yep. something happens tomorrow morning uh it'll be about that but if not mailbag Send us your questions over on Twitter. We'll put out a tweet in a little bit. And uh, yeah. All right. Again, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mayors podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. at C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Lockdown Mariners. That's one word, Lockdown Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Red Sox tomorrow on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Do something, Jerry.